What's up and welcome to Los Wise Guys Podcast. I am your host, Eslam, a.k.a. Rock God of the Sun, accompanied by Dan, Papa Sun Killer, and Dan Emperor Disco. How's it going, fellas? It's going good. Happy hump good. day to everybody. It's going good in the neighborhood, yes. Uh, if you're live with us on Twitch, it is hump day. And uh, for those who are watching this later on YouTube, you know, hope you had a good weekend. Uh, but besides that, thank you for tuning in to Los Wise Guys podcast uh don't forget to like and subscribe to the youtube channel it helps us out immensely today what we brought to you is a little piece of ourselves you know because why should kindergartners and first graders be the only ones to do show and tell fuck those little kids they ain't interesting we're like interesting. Michael jordan once said fuck them kids yeah exactly fuck them kids <laughs> we're interesting <laughs> I, it's just a quote. I don't know if you ever actually said it. But if you ever looked, there's a quote of just like it's him, like with a face, and then it just says "fuck them kids." <laughs> That's funny. But we are gonna do some show and tell, uh, showcasing some of our like favorite things, um, and uh, I think some of this stuff will tell you a lot about our like our personalities, uh, which should be interesting. Maybe. Um, yeah. 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 So. Yeah, let's let's jump in. Who wants to go first? Not me. <clears throat> I'll go first. All right. You just Disco. Pull this bad boy off the wall. I'm gonna bring the whole wall down. <laughs> there it is. My yeah. first uh, item for the show and tell is this Charvel Pro Mod. Uh, I believe twenty four. Nice. Um, it's a what they call a super strat. It's based off the Stratocaster model by Fender, but it's got way different hardware. It's like a souped up streetcar almost. And uh, nice. this one is a particular special to me because it has this. Um, uh, the neck is uh, man, I forgot what it's called. It's like it's been heat treated pretty much, almost like a like a like a knife. And Real that, quick, for that, anybody who's not watching the video, it's a it's a guitar. If you're like me and you don't understand any of the terms, this goes. <laughs> that is true. It's, it's an electric, electric guitar. guitar. An electric guitar. It's got like a smoothie pink color with a yeah. nice brown. And what I really like about this neck, it's all in the wood. It just feels so good in my hand when I stroke it and I'm going up and down the, the neck. Back and forth. Like, yeah, stroke your wood, bro. So so <laughs> so it. good. There's like a texture on it that I have like never felt on another guitar. Other, other guitars like lacquer it up and it makes it like all weird. I mean, I guess it's a normal feeling, but I just like the uniqueness of this. And even the shape of the neck, There's that's a big thing for people too. It's this nice D-shaped, which allows for like shredding, uh, a lot of shredding and, and it's a versatile neck, honestly. You could, you could play like every style with this neck and I just, I spent the, many 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 hours just trying to learn music theory on this thing and doodling and, and just letting out all this crazy emotions it's pretty much like therapy for me just you know i used to every day like just like what kind of video can i make today and i spent so much time on this just i just i love it and for my birthday i'm gonna get a new neck pickup i'm gonna put in a mini humbucker which pretty much gets rid of the gotta get those hum. humbuckers I mean, it sounds yeah, like you're yeah. just making terms. Up. <laughs> <laughs> These are all real terms, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I just I really love this the versatility of this guitar. This ha the neck pickup that I actually put in myself, so it means even more to me because 
I love modding, modifying my stuff. Like even if I spent a lot of money, the so guitar was a thousand dollars plus, or I mean a little under a thousand. And uh, I just like really personalizing stuff to my needs, and uh, it's it's a daunting task that modification because you you really do run the the risk of just messing everything up. Um, but I didn't. In fact, I made it a lot better. And uh, short fun fact. Traveling with guitars on uh, airplanes sucks because uh, they broke one of my tuning pegs. And I got to New Jersey once and I realized it was broken. I was like, what the F? What the F? And they left they a open note. it up or? They left a note, like, opened it up because they are checking for hazardous material or whatever. And then uh. I guess. I guess they've never seen tuning pegs like this because these are pretty unique. They're locking tuning pegs where uh, it's just extra layer of protection. But I guess they never saw it. So they popped off this like bottom one, this top one right here. And luckily I had a replacement, but shoot, man, that, that really pissed me off. And so now I'm very weary of traveling with my baby. Mm. Like I used to like cycle through different guitars like every couple months but this is like the one that actually stole my heart it has a full 24 fret uh neck usually they go up to like 20 uh 20 or something like that which makes all the difference <clears throat> uh 24 fret. quick what question by cycle through do you mean like return and buy a new one or like sell it and buy a new one or yeah yeah just, i would you know... sell sell my previous guitar and get a new one because I was just like, still like, I don't know what I like. And, uh, you know, just trying to find the right one. And then this, this is the one, man. It just, how long have I you had this one for? This one I've had for like three years, uh, maybe four good amount, maybe five years. I don't even remember to be honest. I got to look, uh, look that up. I'll get back to y'all, but man, I just, man, if there was an inanimate object that I could really just say, I love uh, this would probably be it. I, well, I love all my stuff, really. Yeah. I I get obsessed like that. I uh, I think, you know, in my later years, I think I'm partially, like, autistic or something or on the spectrum lightly because I get really obsessive about the things that I own, and I, like, I love them. I genuinely love them to pieces, and, like, <laughs> if people get close to them, I'll, like, bark at them. I'm just like, get away from my baby. <laughs> and uh, this is one of them. So I uh, just really helps helps me relax it's the therapy it's uh it's just fun noodling sometimes i can put my girl to sleep with like very soft melodies and sometimes when she's on her like her her week her, her menstrual week i'll just play like really soft stuff in the background make her like a soundtrack to her <laughs> um but yeah just i just love music i've always loved music and Growing up, I've always had like music playing, and, and granted, I kind of like asked them. I fell off music a little, but I mm. still, I still come back to the guitar, and I, I just always want to get better at it, even though I don't play it as much as I want to anymore. But it's just such a, it's just a sight for sore eyes. I just love that smoothy pink color; just gets me so ready to go. And uh, so yeah, that's my Charvel Pro Mod, man, my Super Strat. Such a beauty. All right, that's that's it for that one. Who's next? Uh, you're muted, Nussle. Sorry, I'll go next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Uh, first thing is uh, this bad boy. So this was a gift from my dad that he got in Egypt. Now this is not really like a like a traditional Egyptian like weapon or anything like that, like ancient Egyptian. But I mean, it's just it's very fucking cool. It's actually made out of animal bone. Like this mm. is oh like wow, a real, like a real femur bone or whatever. Dang, this that's is a like one. yeah, this is like real leather here. I don't know why there's seashells on it, but you know, whatever. Why not? <laughs> you know? Um, this is a leather strap, <clears throat> and um, the like the hilt is actually not bad. Like the way they shaped and the bone and stuff, like actually fits in your hand pretty decently. Um, the only thing I hate about these things is the shitty metal work of the blade. Like it, it is not good. Like it really sucks, and like it ruins the piece because, like, like look at this. It's just no sh no good shape to it. Like it, it doesn't matter if it's sharp or not. Like it's not really like a good shaped blade. And I, and I've seen these a lot, even like with these like decorative daggers they do. Like you don't have to make the blade sharp. It doesn't have to be like high quality steel, but like make the shape nice. You know, make it look like it's nice, but. Yeah. It has like the the leather top here as well, and this is the slit where the blade goes through. But like the crazy thing is, is like this this thing is really heavy, and it's like it. What blows my mind is it's like it's real bone. Like mm. I like I like it even has a smell to it. Like it has like a little yeah. bit of a smell to it to the bone, and they have like these carvings that they've done like inside the bone, and. Um, it's it's solid man like like i can use this as like to bludgeon someone <laughs> like it, i don't even need the blade like i just yeah. can take this and bludgeon the bejesus out of someone they try to break in here but it's um it's it's just it looks really nice it looks really cool i can't wait to like hang it up um somewhere in the house we're still like um putting everything together we i haven't even put any of my stuff up yet or you know so I'm I'm excited. This is just like a really cool thing my dad got from Egypt, and he got it from like southern Egypt, like where the temples are and stuff, like the like the ancient Egyptian temples and like Luxor and Aswan, and like there's like like you know like tribes people down there and stuff, and like old school, and like they do craft stuff like this. So it's always very cool, but it's it's really good quality. Like uh, even the leather up here, it's not like it's not like loose. Like it doesn't you know, move or like, it's like very good glue and stitching and it looks like know. a sturdy hide. Like it definitely, no, it is. It awesome, definitely man. is. Like when you touch it and feel it and stuff, like even the, the hilt here has a, has hide as well. And, mm. um, up here in the hilt of the, um, Oh yeah. I forgot what this is called. But, the guard. Uh, yeah. The guard. Um, it has like a nice hide to it too. And like this wrapping um, that's like, I guess like glued down somehow, but it's like really strong. Usually when you get things like this, it's not that like, I like the sword I got from comic con. I mean, obviously it's a display sword, but like the guard itself came off. Like that's um, happened to a few of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Like the glue just wears out after a while and yeah. just shows they're, you the quality. Those, but yeah, those swords are cheap. I bought one too for $70 and I like practically fell apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just like wanted this, to say that yours looks like 
looks like something you would see in a game. Like it looks I'm low key, sure like this... it gives bleed damage, like insane yeah. bleed damage, or, or like leaves a curse on somebody. Like yeah. chill for real, yeah. Um, like this probably didn't cost my dad more than like twenty bucks. You know what I mean? Like it's it probably wasn't that expensive, and it's like for these people, like they they killed their own animals for food. Mm-hmm. And this is like a really smart way of like repurposing the bones to make some money off the animal after you've, you know, consumed the meat, like uh, to take the bones like this, carve them out like tr- uh, and and uh, it's treated somehow like the bone. Like, I don't know what they treated it in to make it uh, this texture, but it's almost feels kind of like porcelain, um, which is also very cool. So, yeah, it's. It's a very cool piece that I got from Egypt, um, thanks to my dad, and um, yeah, one of my uh, one of my cool objects that I have here for today's show and tell. Nice. You know what I mean? I should say, I like it. No, like <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm my thing is not gonna have any uh, emotional attachment, like uh, at all. So this, <laughs> um, so uh, a couple years ago. There was a uh, game that came out, a sequel, uh, by the name of Middle Earth Shadow of War. Mm-hmm. I always forget, because uh, Mordor was the first one. It's uh, based off Lord of the Rings, where you play as a ranger who's been mixed with Celebrimbor, the guy who you know made the one ring, right? So when you bought the game, they gave you this free item uh, that comes in this little box, and I still have it, and I have never in my life needed it. Um, it actually has a purpose, so... It's a bottle opener, which looks cool because it's also it's made in the uh, what the hell is the term? Oh, it's like an uh, like an axe, like, like a. It's an Elden Forge. It's the forge oh, hammer, the, the forge. one that was used nice, to make the thing. So that's it, and it's also oh, like I said, a bottle awesome, opener, bro. Yeah, it's pretty cool, and that it's pretty cool. like heavy too. Yeah, um, it looks it, like it. It looks like yeah. a piece of metal. Um, so yeah, it's pretty dope. Um, it's funny because I don't is like a really cool little random yeah. like trinket. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like that. And it was just like here, you get it free with the game. I was like, okay, why not? Yeah. And then I was just like, I don't drink anything that requires this. So, um, basically, it was in the house when I was living with my parents. I was just like, hey, I have a bottle opener if, if you guys ever need it. So that was when it was used. Uh, basically, if there was ever like guests over and they needed to open up a beer, this yeah. is what they would use. <laughs> and then when I moved away, I was like, I'm gonna need that back. It was yeah. like, but you don't drink. I was like, no, but I actually yeah. appreciate it where, for where it came from. <laughs> Uh, with that being said, I don't even like the game that much. Never finished it. It's okay. <laughs> so it does have but, a little sentimental value. <laughs> I mean, it's sorta like I mean, it's cool. Yeah, that's really it. It looks cool. <laughs> like there's really not much else to it. Um, yeah. I'm so bad with bottle openers. I don't even know how to properly use it. I, I assume you hold it like this, and then you yeah. pop it. Some, I don't know. You just um, have to hammer the 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 circle, the size. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's my thing. The the, the Elven Forge hammer that Celebrimbor used to make the ring and open up his beers. So <laughs> nice. <clears throat> he opens the Mexican uh, Coca Colas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Some jaritos. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Oh. <laughs> it's all it's right. the it's a Mexican soda also. That like Doritos. The yeah, the jaritos. Yeah. All right, Disco, right. what you got next? So my next one, I was just like looking at all my knives, and I was like, which knife should I pick? And then <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to give credit to my knife sharpener because, you know, people see knives, and they're like, oh, it's a knife. But they don't, like, appreciate what it took to get that knife super sharp. And so 
here, I've gone through many, many a sharpening system. But what I have here today, I don't know if you can see it. It's a ultra sharp three diamond plates. And they, uh, this is what it really looks like. I just have the three different plates stacked on each other. Comes in 300 grit, 600 grit, and 1200 grit. And this is by far the best sharpening system uh, that I have found, the sharpening product. And uh, it's taken me years to learn how to sharpen knives. And, you know, I have huge, you get like, that angle, right? bowies. Yeah, you have to maintain that angle, and that's really hard. Mm -hmm. And I have, like, a million knives on me at all times. And so I just... I just thought this would be a very nice share because uh, if any, like you, like you have your knife, you can use these to uh, put a very nice, excellent edge on them. And uh, in the age of knives, everything's about like super steels and having super tough uh, metals and all types of craziness uh, where this is where these plates really come to shine with super steels because they're made, they're diamond plates. They're uh, pretty much like nickel slabs with diamonds uh, halfway in. Um, so uh, clearly diamonds are like one of the hardest uh, mm -hmm. objects or like substances known to man. So it, it rips right through those um, super steels where regular whetstones would typically have problems. And if you look on the internet, a lot of people complain like, oh, these super steels are madness they're like so hard to sharpen but you know once you keep the edge on the super steels they last for a pretty good amount of time and uh man i just i just really love these i Curious. like i was telling dan i get super obsessed i carried yeah. these around for like a month before like when i first got them and they're heavy as heck <laughs> for those plates so you have three there but do you have to like do those plates like get sanded down over time with use theoretically over time yeah they they uh they will reach a point where the diamonds there are no more diamonds but mm -hmm. that's like years years okay. down the road it's gonna last at least a decade easily uh okay <clears throat> and also it's uh you don't really use all of them and you only use like the 300 if you have like real like chips or something or if you have to reshape uh, uh -huh. your blade uh, maybe because you just haven't sharpened in a long time and you need to just re-angle the edge yeah as a that that's a really important thing with knives is the the blade geometry so if you're if it's like making like an obtuse angle then clearly it's not going to stay sharp for long but if it's like the thinner you get the sharper it will get but also the it kind of weakens the integrity of the blade because there's less metal behind the point yeah so there's like a very uh uh get very scientific with these and uh yeah that's why the angle is important and that's why the katana is one of the sharpest swords ever made because of just the angle and the way it's sharpened um but one of the cool things i've i've found recently online is this sharpening system and um it's this trapezoid with like a 15 degree angle and it has like a metal it has a magnet on it so this is for your like home kitchen knives, um, but I'm oh, sure the tumbler, yes. So yeah. uh, it's really fucking cool, like sharpening system. And then like the the knife will it, like it's like at this angle, the knife will click like that. And then you have this drum, uh, sh cylindrical shaped sharpener with like a stone on either side. One's a stone, and one I, f I forgot like the steel thing that has mm -hmm. like this swirl on it that kind of like clears it. And then you just like you just run the drum back and forth and it catches the whole knife 
perfectly at the angle every time because it's like magnetized to that angle and then you you know just switch it to the other side and you do the yeah. same thing it's 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 very fucking cool like uh sharpening system i've actually heard great things about that but yeah. i just I already have these stones, and so I was like, yeah. Eh. Eric was For talking me, about getting those, but they're kind of pricey. They're like 100 something. Yeah. Um, they but are, I've heard um, great things. And, and it's, the beautiful thing is, like, it, the angle, uh, it holds the angle. So, yeah. like, that. And all I, I mean, unless you're like a master, like, knife sharpener who can do the angle by hand, like, I'm not going to be doing it 10,000 hours to be able to just do it by hand and by feel. You know what I mean? So, no, this yeah, is like it a definitely perfect took thing. took me years. Because. <laughs> also like with like kitchen knives i'm not going to be sitting there with like a whetstone you know but i i do eventually want to get like these certain like uh, i think they're called kamikoto kitchen like the knives like chef's knives and they're like pretty expensive they're like two three hundred dollars for like the one knife but it's like it's like some really good steel vg10 probably that's a good uh it's it's very nice steel yeah kitchen knives and it's uh it's uh it's resistant to corrosion, which is very yeah. important. A lot of these uh, fancy super steels have—they're trading their corrosion resistance for uh, tough toughness. Yeah. Not—I don't know if it's toughness. Toughness means something like else. Like rigidity. In the, uh, the edge retention. It—they're okay. it, uh, increasing edge retention, but they're sacrificing the corrosion. So I don't know if I really like that. But yeah. <laughs> speaking of kitchen knives, uh, <laughs> the. The fiance had a couple knives, so I was like, "Oh, which which are your favorite knives?" And so I I thought I was doing her a service, so I sharpened them, <laughs> and I let her know I sharpened them. They're really sharp, and uh, the first thing she does is cut herself. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> She's like, "They're too sharp." I'm like, "That's how they're supposed to be." Yeah. Like, you can cut the tomato and like get that paper yeah. thin slice. Like that's how sharp they were. And she's like, "It's it's nice. I just have to re." you know reteach myself how to cut (laughs) and uh it's honestly i just love things that require grit that require a long time to learn a real skill that you know i just i just love that that's why i love guitar it took so long dedicate a lot of hours to that this knife sharpening uh dedicate a lot of hours to just trying to get that angle right is like you know how many times i was like just busted up a blade and to finally find the ins and outs and the tricks and uh, just how to maintain razor sharp uh, edges on my blades. And uh, I'm a knife enthusiast, so it's very important to me, especially, you know, if I'm going to be out on the job and an electrician, <clears throat> you know, I want, I want my knives to be sharp. I want to be able to cut and I want to be able to fix them up real fast if I have to. So uh, it's also a great skill because I like outdoor stuff or like bushcraft stuff where I get to use my, my big ass bowing, you know, I could, uh, uh, chop wood and do all types of wood shaving stuff. And so it's a, it's a, it's a nice sharpening system to, to get that first edge <laughs> next, next, uh, next show and tell, I'll show you my mobile version, nice. <laughs> but that's it for my, uh, for my sharpening system. All right. I'll, I'll continue the, the order and go next now uh, i'm sure you guys have noticed by now i, I think you guys can see my next piece uh right yeah. behind me this is my beloved uh recurve bow a hundred percent wood uh it is very beautiful um recurve bow and i have used this uh many many times 
um it's it's fantastic look at this beautiful handle man is like that the same one that you got from the, the yard sale that a long ass um, or is that a new one it wasn't a yard sale but no this is the same one it wasn't a yard sale actually dan and i got the got this one and the other one together yeah uh we were at the comic book shop and <laughs> there happened to be like a thrift store going out of business like so oh me two stores i do remember that yeah, okay. yeah. i thought you were talking about him yeah no no you uh two <laughs> yeah. stores down yeah and we just i don't know why we just walked in there and i noticed this guy had like three bows he had two recurve bows and one long bow mm. And we just started talking. I was looking at it. I had gotten into bows recently, like online. I was just like watching videos and stuff. And I was just like so surprised to see these there. So I just like asked the guy like, hey, how how much are they? He was like, uh, you can pick two and I'll give you both of them for like 60 bucks. And I was like, fucking soul. Give me the two recurve bows. There you go. And, uh, you know, I've I've had this ever since. I've I've never like let it go. I forgot the weight of this bow. I think it's like 50 pounds is the draw weight. Uh, I went to a I went to an indoor archery range and I and I spoke with the guy behind it and he kind of like explained some things about the bow and how to string it properly. And I had the string actually like uh, the other way and like he showed me like this is how you're supposed to string it. And like uh, and uh, it was interesting because he told me I'm only allowed to shoot like for this type of bow, you you're supposed to use arrows with real feathers. Most arrows nowadays have like the silicone um, like tips, the wing tips in the back. But he yeah. said you need you need real feather tips for this one. And he he like went to the back, got me like five arrows with like feather tips, and he let me shoot the bow inside and. It was really fucking cool. It's a it's a great indoor um, archery range. Uh, I think it's called Stark Archery um, uh, out here in Jersey. It's fantastic. The guy's really knowledgeable. They give like a safety class and they they offer lessons. They have a bunch of recurve bows, um, but not the same weight. They're all of the all the other ones are lighter. I think they're like twenty pounds or something. Like yeah, typically 50. they're like twenty to thirty or fifty. Yeah, yeah. very lightweight. Cause... Yeah, this one is like this one was like a lot heavier than all the ones he got. Cause like I, <laughs> Nadia and I went and he let me use my bow, and then we rented out a bow for Nadia and, and like I tried it. It was like so like I was shooting this for like half an hour, and then I shoot the other one. It was just like the draw was like so light. I was like whoa. Um, <laughs> yeah, but this one I think is like fifty or. 70 pounds i don't know something like it's like way heavier than the ones he had i don't had. think it's 70 but definitely it could be 50 yeah it, it might be 50 but um yeah it's it's really fucking cool man i i really enjoy shooting this like the craftsmanship on this it's it's really cool um, and you got it for a steal man 60 bucks yeah my uh my girlfriend my fiance's uh brother uh last time he was here was like into he's just starting to get into the archery phase yeah so we went to the bass pro shop and uh a lot of them were like 100 to 150 just for one and it was like well the ones they have now is like they'll have like like this piece like up to here like up to where it starts curving like the hilt where you hold it it's it's wood and then on the wood there's like this metal brace that holds like this uh i guess metal piece that that's the recurve part of the bow where the strings get attached uh but this is a hundred percent wood 
it's recurved and it's fantastic. Um, it's it's one of my favorite things I have actually that I own. Uh, I'm really glad I I bought this and I didn't be like oh I'll come back for it. Um, it was really fucking cool. Yeah, but that is my recurve bow. Archery is such a fun hobby too. I, I wish it there is. was just like a closer archery range to me. I uh, I I've. I've uh, I had a fifty pound compound bow and I was shooting yeah. it in my house, which I do not recommend anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was shooting this huge roll of like a roll up bubble wrap, and it was like my, I got from my mom's job. It was like maybe five feet tall. It was thick too. It was actually catching the arrows, but I missed one, and it went through my back kitchen window, and it still had enough force to like halfway go through my uh, garage wall, which is like a full metal, uh, full wooden wall. This so, was yeah, back in crazy. Jersey, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember almost uh, shooting into like your neighbor's yard a couple times. Yeah, I've had I have had the cops uh, called on me because of that. <laughs> I let one of Chris's friends uh, shoot it, and he just totally shot into the neighbor's like backyard and busted yeah. up his his garbage can. Oh, and you know he could have killed somebody. You know, it's yeah, totally, exactly. totally warranted. Dude, you shouldn't be shooting in the backyard. Yeah. That's why I had to stop, and eventually I switched over to, to slingshots because I was like, I can't be shooting these <laughs> these bows around. But, uh, um, I think that's one of one of the next things I, I probably want to get is the um is a compound um, bow. But um, like with this one, when you shoot, like it's um you can't you can't like compound bows has has a sight, right? You can sight the arrows and you can shoot pretty accurately. With these, they don't. You can't sight the arrows, so it's all by feel. Um, I forgot the exact. It's like uh, it's called like instinct shot or something like that. Something like that. It's uh, I forgot. Like there's a word. There's like a phrase for it. I completely forgot what it is. But um, after like shooting like a couple of rounds, um, I can I can do a nice like grouping um, on the sheet actually. So uh, I'm pretty decent with that. And like actually. Uh, usually you shoot straight ahead with this one you can kind of tilt it a little bit and yeah. when you tilt like it, it you can aim a little better if you you know but um yeah i haven't went in a while uh when nadia and i first started dating we went on a couple dates to the archery range but uh we haven't been in a while we're so fucking busy but maybe i'll maybe i'll get to go and get a session in sometime this summer that'll be fantastic just a regular old Katniss Everdeen. Yeah. Or or I could be Legolas. You know, there's there's that guy. No, 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 no. He's too no, cool. He, he only missed twice in like <laughs> two. In uh, no, he's in what like freaking six movies now. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I I realized I with the items <laughs> I have here, I could do like a, a kind of a theme sort of. So it's all gonna be gaming related. Nice. Um, not necessarily video gaming. Uh, which brings me to this item. Um, so. Before uh, COVID happened, uh, there was a trip to Chicago. Yeah. Um, C2, E2, and AEW Literally Revolution 1. Like three, four weeks before COVID. Yeah. Like, we were, I remember watching the news at the hotel. They were talking yeah. about this disease that was just starting to get to New York. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I think that was, like, the day after I got visited by the ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh one of the things I, I bought there, uh so Eslam and I we went to Chicago, we 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 went to a couple different things, uh, and we went to the C two E two, the Chicago Comic Entertainment Expo. And um we played 
true D and D. Nice. Yes. Yes. You yeah. So the set. I did buy a set of uh, die. Yeah. So I do have that, that there. Awesome. Yeah, and it's cool because uh, also it was like the purchase was like you know to stop brain cancer. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely uh, get that. I even paid a little bit extra uh, for the thing. Really cool die. Um, here I'll pull out the D twenty. Um, really heavy. Uh, Disco, while you're doing your thing, two of them fell and it made a really loud noise. So I muted myself for most of that just in case it <laughs> happened again. Um, but it has a lot of weight. Uh, really cool coloring. It's uh, like silver. It shines with the light. It has the only problem I have with it and can't focus has a very small font for the mm. letters uh, for the numbers. I mean, so it's a little hard to see. I remember when we were playing that day, Islam, I would roll and I was like, what the fuck did I roll? Because like the light was shining because <laughs> it was really bright in that room. Yeah. I was like, I, it was hard to see. But I mean, other than that, they're really cool. Um, I mean, they have a real, real big weight to them. And it's the whole set. So I got, I mean, the D20, D6, D12, D8, D10. I even have like the percentage uh, die and the D4. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I've only ever gotten to use it that one time. And uh, yeah, so that's the thing. Like I said, I really don't have emotional attachment to any of my stuff, so I'm I'm done. <laughs> <Who's up next? laughs> I want to go to your house and just play D and D with like for one weekend and just leave. Oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm down. <clears throat> let's get, but, let's uh, do a trip to Dan's house and play D and D. That's the only sick. time we're allowed in his house for, <laughs> yeah. for D and D. We got 48 well, hours and you're out. I mean, who's to say I won't have just a fake house prepared? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you rent a yeah. like you rent a um like a, a storage, storage unit. Like yeah, storage. I mean, I do have a storage unit already. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. We just set up a table in there that we play in there, yeah. and like, you're like, all right, bye. <laughs> uh, so my last item is my. Probably one of my prized, most prized possessions, and uh, it is this pistol. It's a nine millimeter uh, Sig Sauer P226 Extreme. I uh, my first gun was a Glock, and there's nothing wrong with Glocks, but this I is feel a German like German gun, right? This is a, I believe, is it German. Or? Yeah, I think Sig Sauer is made in America, but it could be German. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It sounds like a German name. Let me look it up. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. So I started off with the Glock, and uh, I know Glock's Austrian or something like that. But I don't know about Sig. I think it's. A, I want to say American. I know okay. the Navy SEALs uh, used it for a while, and it was like their go-to pistol. Um, but this one, I went to a shooting range uh, with my cousins, and what they had like a couple guns for rent, and so. Uh, the dude was like, I asked the dude, hey, what gun do you recommend? Yeah, German. He recommended uh, the standard P226, uh, so the regular one. And uh, what what makes it special for me is it's a different like shooting uh, shooting mechanism. And also, I just I was also kind of in the mode looking for like a, a hammer action. Uh, and what makes it very special for me is it's a double action, single action. And so what that means is the first round has a long uh, trigger pull as you can see the trigger it's like very uh it's almost normal looking and when you pull it it has like a longer uh distance to the trigger like threshold but if i cock it back it turns into single action and now this is like uh cowboys uh they're cowboy revolvers there a lot of them are single action and and now there's less uh draw weight on the on the trigger which i've realized is like 
a big factor in shooting and helps uh, helps my groupings become tighter because there's less uh, trigger play. Um, so it's like a very easy, like a very light pull. And, and if you have that full draw weight, it kind of like your micro twist the gun. Yeah, and you'll so see like a micro heard, like. What I've heard with like guns, you're supposed to squeeze the trigger, not pull it. Because when you pull it, it like you said, it, it pulls to like one side, usually where you're pulling from. So that, that makes a lot of sense. I've never actually yeah. shot a gun, but. Um, yeah. No, so what you question. said is absolutely right, though, because I, so, I after I switched to this, I was like, oh, yeah. shit, that really is a thing. <laughs> so for this, when you have the the um, the hammer cocked back and it's single action, once you fire, does the hammer fire and come back to position or do you have to keep pulling it back? Uh, this one is uh, in normal old cowboy revolvers. You do. And that's why they're always like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But for this one, uh, the first shot is double action. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much so that when you're carrying it in your in your in your sheet your your sheath your holster, uh, it doesn't. There's less likely for it to just randomly get it's pulled fire. because if you, okay. yeah, because if you see it like the triggers like it's like I think it's like two to three pounds at this point. Yeah. But uh, with this, it's like eight pounds or some something mm-hmm. along those range. Don't 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 quote me on that, but it's you get what I'm trying to say. So if there's more like if something snags on the trigger, it's it's harder to pull, and you're not gonna be shooting your 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 foot or, or person or anything. Mm-hmm. And also, it's it's good because if you are if you are in the unlikely situation where you have to use it, it uh, you know you're 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 gonna be tense, you're gonna be your adrenaline's pumping, and so your finger's gonna be on the trigger. And um, I have fake bullets in here right now, so it's all good. Um, so your finger's going to trigger, and if you're on single action, you can very well likely like accidentally pull that trigger because it's like two pounds. It's like nothing, and so it. I like it because that first bullet, that first round, it requires a little more effort, and so it's like I'm not going to accidentally shoot somebody or or uh or. And if I do fire that first round, it automatically slips back into single action, which mm. uh which I'm more ac- accurate with. And so now if you get past that first round, if the odds are, you know, you're in a gun battle. So it's like, it's a very technical system. And I really like it because uh, you get kind of best of both worlds. And uh, I really, I just really love that single action. And uh, this one in particular is the extreme. So it costs a little extra, it's like 1400. Um, but the actual body of the gun is made out of like a, aluminum like aircraft aluminum or some sort of hard metal and what that does is that when you're shooting your gun has a lot of recoil and so this is already nine millimeters so it's a small uh cartridge and so with the metal frame it absorbs more of that recoil so this one in particular it's like barely anything and i i just really love that and it has these g10 grips that are already steepled and i don't know if you see it but the little indents it was very grippy too and chunky for my, you know, my fat hands. And uh, this is just such such a beautiful gun. It's like I just love racking it. I love seeing this thing. The uh, I just love having the hammer. You know, it has that old little, you know, cowboy feel. Or it's a and honestly, it reminds me of a 1911, like a souped up modern 1911. And uh, I just. Man, I'm in love with this thing. The only thing I don't like is this little indicator. Uh, it's kind of useful. It lets you know if there's a round on the cartridge, but 
I also found out that if you like need to just rack it back and throw a, a round in, you can't do it because of this thing, which uh. this is like an extreme situation. It's not really likely to happen. And uh, so it's really whimsical in a sense. But man, this gun is just, I carry whenever so I'm was home, that, I how, carry How does that me. indicator show you there's a, a, a bullet in the chamber? Um, You see right now how this is up? It's up, yeah. When there's no round, it's flush with the top. Ah, okay. Oh, so, so it's flush with the top, so it reveals the sight. Uh, well, it doesn't really obstruct the sight, but oh, okay. it's a, uh, it's just the, it's just the easy, quick. Uh, it has like a red side on it. I don't know if you can really see on the camera, yeah. but the sides are red. So if you look quickly, quickly at a quick glance, you'll be like, oh, there's a, it's chambered. Um, there's a round in the chamber. So uh, let me see if I can take it out for you. Uh, but you see now, yeah, it's flushed. It's gone. So right now so, there is no round in the chamber. Yeah. So right now there's nothing. I can't even pull a trigger uh, with no no round in the chamber. Okay. I have to have like fake bullets. This is a red uh, training round. Okay. <clears throat> so does that? So is that like a like a blank or is just? Uh, no blanks have like gunpowder. Uh, gunpowder, but no actual projectile. Yeah. And that's how sometimes on movie sets, the uh, people yeah, get yeah. injured because yeah. there's still something Shrapnel. coming out, the projectile, yeah. yeah, or just sometimes there's dust or like stuff inside the the yeah. barrel, and that. So will what is that red? Out. So then, what is that red practice bullet like? What happens? So it doesn't come out of the gun at all. You no, know, it doesn't come out of the gun at all. So right now, I can just keep yeah. pulling it, or if I want, you know, I can pull it back in a single action. Right now, it's just uh, for me. I use it just to. I originally used it to practice with the different trigger pulls because it it, it does affect you. Uh, you get used to kind of having the longer draw weight, which I was at first because I was coming mm -hmm. from the Glock, and uh, and and then it helped me get used to the uh, the single action and yeah. and transitioning from that double action to the single action. Uh, and also, if you're showing it to people, you know they like they like to have like pull the trigger and do stuff with it. So if I, I'll just fill it up with training rounds, and people, you know, could go crazy without me having to worry, or just like, or you know, they get to have the full effect on the gun without without endangering anybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is my baby. It has a decocker too. A lot of um, <laughs> a lot of I'm twelve. <laughs> a lot I'm of, thinking uh, like why did he laugh and I just realized it. Okay. I should not own a gun after laughing at that. <laughs> <laughs> but pretty much if you're like on the cowboys with the cowboy revolvers, they'll they'll have a six rounds on their in their, in their little like twisty oh, thing. Right. And then they have and so they'll load up five They'll load up five so that they can decock without, uh, so they can pull the trigger on the empty chamber without having to shoot a bullet. Is that yeah. that is a? There's no decocker. There's no decocking method. It's either you pull the trigger and it goes up, or or nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so this is a help make it a little safety, little mechanism. So you just pull that and then boom, you're back in double action and you can holster it. Uh, man, this is just this is just a beauty. I'm gonna go on my birthday. I already planned it. I'm about to shoot a billion rounds, uh, <laughs> nine millimeter. Uh, so it's very accessible cartridge, and uh, this is gonna be my baby in case the apocalypse comes or if aliens come. Uh, there's an alien uh, 
thing in Congress today. They were talking about aliens. So I mean, yeah, yeah, I saw. But uh, yeah, that, that's it for my gun show. Uh, that's my pride and joy. My six hour P two two six P two six P two two six extreme. Uh, All right. For, yeah, so. for my next uh, for my next piece, it's it's also a weapon, um, but it's a weapon of the mystical, magical kind. And um, I got this. I got this from Salem. Uh, I know it's backwards because you guys can't mm. see it right now. But uh, Nadia and I went to Salem a couple like a few years back and um uh we had a like a really nice time there and we happened to see a wand shop a harry potter style wand shop like looked exactly like the one in harry potter and um we went inside and they have all these like really cool um like wands like uh and it, and and it's not they're not copied from the show they have their own like style and like designs of wands and um yeah so i got this one it was really cool i, I like the color it has like this reddish maroon purplish hue to it um and you know it's uh it's pretty cool, and you know, got it in Salem, so yeah. where where which where the witch just started, um, <laughs> which was very cool. So, yep, yeah, that's my last piece of show and tell. Uh, made it a quick one. My wand. Uh, go check out Salem. Go check out this wand shop. I don't know if it's sponsored still there. by Salem, the yeah. city. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if it's still around, but uh, uh, Winnot's wands. Um, W-Y-N-O-T-T-S wands. So have you tried any spells? Spelliamos? Um uh, you know the only spell I've tried was Avada Kedavra. And um (laughs) I tried that shit on my cat when he was waking me up at five o'clock in the morning so he can eat. And I I had I had to give it to him, but it didn't work, thank God. So you know, uh we'll see what happens on our on our next adventure. I've seen, I've seen the movies, but you guys just names and spells like I don't know. I don't know what they do. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, it, 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 if you have an iPhone or uh, Android, if you like, say, you know, hey Google, or activate your thing, mm. and then like you say Lumos, which is um, um, here. Let me show you guys one second. So this is this is my Android. So I go, hey Google. Lumos, and uh, it activates the flashlight. Mm-hmm. So Lumos is the spell in Harry Potter where their wands light up, so they can do the do the light. And uh, yeah, you can do the same thing with iPhone, and you, you could become a little little wizard. See, um, I'm still I'm still a fan of just shaking my phone, and then the light turns on. That's always yeah, been yeah. my thing. I mean, if you're a huge <laughs> Harry Potter fan, that's uh, oh yeah, there's, no, I there's another spell the to turn it off. I think. I forget what it's called though, but hey, Rudy, appreciate you stopping by. Yeah. Um all right, go go for it then. What's your last uh, uh... yeah, so like I said, we'll keep it keep it in the vein of gaming. Um so this let me just get the name real quick, make sure I don't fuck this up. Okay. Um Eslam, what's my favorite video game franchise of all time? Uh Mario. Mass Effect. 
Mass Effect. And, uh, of course, I got some Mass Effect memorabilia. Of course. Uh, so there was um, the Mass Effect trilogy, which people love. It's a beloved series. It's great. Oh, some people are upset about the ending. Mm. And it's just you like, hey, I don't... my Andromeda. Yeah, and I got something from Andromeda. Show it to me, so baby. So what I, what I have is... Remember the Mako? Remember oh, how great yeah, the yeah. Mako was? Oh, man. That's my favorite vehicle of all time. So they came out with a version that's not the Mako. It's called yeah. the Nomad ND1. And it's um, it doesn't it handles a shit ton better than the Mako yeah. does. But yeah, this is a, a, a replica model um, from Andromeda. Uh, it does do stuff. It does have a door... Nice. Or two that opens and you could like see the inside, yeah, and stuff like that. Um, it does have a little thing where it shoots guns out from the back. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a version of this that you can actually like drive like a car, like yeah. a little toy car. I didn't like buy that because, yeah, I, I was like, that's it was like an extra like 100, 150. I was like, I'm never gonna use it. <laughs> um, this one does have lights that do turn on. Um, uh, I haven't put batteries in this thing in years so i can't do the lights but um yeah it does have lights it's pretty cool yeah, uh, mass effect it's fun so. i you know i i've always wanted to like um get some of like the collector's edition stuff for gaming mm-hmm. um because some of the stuff they do i mean all of it is usually really high quality and um yeah. it's because it's a lot of money and it's a lot of fun but like also it's like usually like 500 bucks and i'm just like i i can't spend this money on that yeah i'm i'm very picky on what i do with like yeah. one if it's a franchise i really care about as yeah. effect and then um you know i look at it i look at the pricing like this honestly i think this costs maybe 150 yeah it's not bad so, exactly it's yeah. not bad and granted it's just like i was like do i want to put another 150 into this for yeah. so we could drive and i'm never going to drive it no, I'm sorry. I've, I'm actually I've never looked inside. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I'm just looking at the inside right now. But um, but yeah. Oh shit. There's like a little else. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So there's shit in there. But yeah, no, it's cool. <laughs> um, like I said, I don't really have emotional attachment. This thing just is in a box, and then every once in a while, I come across the box, and if somebody's here, I'm like, hey, check this thing out. I'm gonna go put it in a box for another couple of years. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, if I had a nice place to display it, uh, yeah. I would obviously have it out on display. Um, but yeah, yeah, I paid $150 and never looked inside. You're fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just for this, not even for the game. The game was just at a, what was that? 60 on its own. Um, and you know what? The game's underrated. A lot of people like to shit on it. I'm going to stand on my soapbox. The drama is not as bad as people say. All right. I still got to play it, that game. Yeah. yeah. Is it as good as the trilogy? No, it's not. We know it's not, but Hey, <laughs> give it a shot. Form your own opinion. Don't just listen to the internet, but do listen to the LWG podcast every week. Um, you can find us on YouTube and all their uh, social medias. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that was uh, our first ever LWG show and tell. Um, you know, this was this was pretty fun. Maybe we'll do another one in the future. We'll see. But uh, let's move on. Dan has some quick wrestling quick. updates for us before we wrap up. Yeah. What you got so for us? last week. Um... AW uh, Dynamite had their blood and guts of that. Um, there might be a thing on Twitch against nipples. I don't know. I, I remember hearing about that years ago. Um, but Just ignore uh, Rudy. Just ignore him. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, but um, what's it called? So, yeah. So it was the blood and guts pay-per-view. Basically, that is uh, the old uh, War Games type of match. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Aslam and Disco. Uh, what that is is where you have two wrestling rings two full-size wrestling rings uh one big cage 
going over both of them. Uh, you have uh, multiple people fighting, and you keep you let people enter the ring one by one, mm-hmm. uh, and then the a match officially starts once everybody on your team, on both teams, are in the ring. Mm-hmm. So you have one person on one side, one person on the other side. They beat the shit out of each other. Then it's a two-on-one situation, then two-on-two, then a three-on-two, three-on-three, up until you have like five or four people, depending on how much they have. So we got to see uh, the Blackpool Combat Club, along with Pac, or Pac, uh, going up against the Golden Elite. Not the Elite, the Golden Elite. Uh, The reason why they were the Golden Elite was because we finally got the AEW debut of one Golden Star, Kota Ibushi. Um, Yeah. Man's a badass. He had an issue I talked about on uh, the podcast a while ago where due to like injuries and stuff like that, uh, he had issues with New Japan Pro Wrestling. He always wanted to be like um, he wanted to be a contractor. He didn't want to be an actual employee for any company. So once his uh, contract finished out with them, he kind of just goes to whatever company he wants to. And he's just like, hey, I'm Kota Ibushi. I'm one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. I just go where I want. So he's able to do that now. He and Kenny Omega back in the day were formed a tag team called the Golden Lovers. One hell of a team. One of the most fucking badass teams ever. So they got to reunite. Um, They went out. There was a good match. Um, You know, violent as Blood and Guts is because it's called Blood and Guts. We had a lot of broken glass, tables, thumbtacks, thumbtacks glued to the bottom of some Jordans. Um, People on top of the cage you know getting you know fighting all over the place so yeah it was it was all that barbed wire we had a bed of nails um so you know typical blood and gut stuff it was a good match overall um you know it was all right uh so we got that and another thing uh the g1 is still g1 and so the g1 climax is still happening um we're like a little we're getting close to the midway point there uh the matches are good there's uh honestly the the big standout for me is seeing eddie kingston being there i talked about this last time just some dude from New York, just some like <laughs> literally just some guy. If you walk into a barbershop and you just see some angry Puerto Rican New York dude, it was like, oh, that guy's out there fucking just living his dream, putting on some amazing matches. Uh, he's not like in the best shape, but I mean, the man can go. He knows how to he knows like the Japanese like uh, King's Road style. And he's he's good. He's very like emotional, very like passionate. Um, think about like Rocky, but just angry Puerto Rican. <laughs> um so yeah <laughs> i want to hear that accent <laughs> uh, he's he's a new yorker he's got the new yorker accent he yeah. literally he literally shows up like wearing a yankees hat and shit like he's just a guy <laughs> he's literally just a guy but That's he's funny. like yeah no one hell of a wrestler he's been doing it for years so i mean he's been doing it for a real real long time so it's like he's finally kind of been getting his due ever since aew started up uh i see him in a couple things here and there but like he's finally getting his due and this is his first time ever competing in japan and of all things he's in the g1 like uh japanese wrestling was like his all-time favorite climax exactly and trust me he's out there he's climaxing uh he had a he had a big match with uh yeah he had a big he had a big match with uh ishii (laughs) the the stone pitbull and they were just going back and forth just fucking just annihilating each other so it was good it was good i want to see where he goes but um you know it's still going i know sonata is is in the lead in his uh block i know okada is in his so well, oh, you know, we'll I thought the goes. G1 climax had started. It it did. I just said we're almost halfway there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, no um, we're good. Yeah, because I was I didn't know it went for this long. I don't remember. I thought it was like it's a like a weekend. month. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, last yeah, year it was like a couple Yo, weeks son, of us climaxing. You you, you, yeah. you know my memory. Come yeah, on, no, bro. it's a, yeah, it's a month. 
Yeah, right. So, like I said, we're, we're going to ask getting... you the same question next year. I know you can ask me the same question next week. <laughs> <laughs> that is true because it won't be over. Exactly, yeah. it's still going. I'm like, I already hey, forgot. Gee, still happening. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, right now, prediction wise, it's like you, you kind of ha- can't help but go for like the same people. It's like, all right, it's either going to be Okada or Tanahashi. Um, you know, uh, maybe same Sonata. Random Japanese names again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But if we can get Eddie Kingston, why the fuck not? You know. Yeah, but we'll see. Let's go Puerto Rico. Um, <laughs> is that it? Yeah, that's all I got. Awesome. Thank you for this uh, Powerbomb power Weekly. Can't even say it correctly. Um, when, you know when I can't speak is that time. Yeah, the podcast, the podcast is done, guys. <laughs> um, I don't know why that showed up, but thank you for listening to Los <laughs> Wise himself Guys. Out. He didn't even have his own name there. <laughs> thank you for listening to Los Wise Guys podcast. I'm your host, Aslam, accompanied by Dan and Dan. He's doing the intro. Yeah, I know. Um... <laughs>